0: Hello and welcome to Chasing Squirrels podcast. I'm pretty, pretty jazzed to say that I guess I can declare this moving into season two. I was kind of wrestling as to whether or not I would start my season two at the beginning of the school year because I only started this halfway through this year. But I don't know, kind of feels natural. We'll do the school year as the beginning and we'll see where I get to by the end of this school year. So if you're just tuning in, my name is Chris Cleff. I am the host and Chasing Squirrels kind of at its heart is looking at how educators thrive and have, you know, fun along with their students. But there's also an element of when you're inside of education, you're constantly dealing with a heck of a lot of change. Sometimes that change is brought to your doorstep. Sometimes you create change. And uh, every once in a while, change just surprises you with a little bit of a curveball. So in the spirit of that, tonight I'm talking with a fabulous guest that I've had on here before, Jocelyn Curvin. And the conversation tonight is, is a pretty phenomenal opportunity because when you last met Jocelyn, she was a music head. In a, in a high school, and since then, she has kind of shifted things up a little bit, and I'm going to leave it to her to speak to that, and I guess without further ado, hello, Jocelyn, welcome back Thanks. to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Chris, happy to be <laughs> no, back.
0: Yeah, you almost sound like you're a mid-T gulp or something, like, uh...
1: <laughs> you know, I got my my stuff set up here to have our, our good long chat, so uh, yeah, that's all good. I know,
0: I, it, I've often, you know, I, I, you know, thought I should post to Insta or something like the, the, the cruddy recording studio that I, that I put <laughs> this work out of, because it really is. Like I, I looked, I looked to the right, and there's a sump pump um <laughs> off to the left is a toolbox i think that's a bag of garbage i should have put out today and then i've it, got it my is the
1: way of the uh, way of uh, the stuff these days it is you know what
0: this is the original maker space it's like old man maker space it's there you go it's, yeah it's maker slash broken karen has uh actually said my spouse has said this is the most pathetic man cave i've ever seen and i'm like. <laughs> what do you say? I didn't even know what to say. Honestly. I'm like, that's so judgy. Ouch. <laughs> so, Jocelyn. You gotta, up your game we, there,
1: sir. Up your game. <laughs> I, You know
0: what? I, I will if I had the budget. That's yeah, the thing, there. right? If I had the budget. So, when we last met, yeah. when we last met, we were talking teach like a pirate. We were talking gamification. Said it right, right that time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about little bit about micro-credentialing and the necessity of kind of going to conferences and learning outside of your PLN mm-hmm. and all of that was I think I don't I don't think your current story was even playing out yet so shape it out a little bit what what portfolio um what what was your portfolio when we, when we met uh we spoke back in February
1: Back in February, I was a music department head at a high school in York Region, um, teaching about anywhere from 150 to 200 kids uh, over the course of the program each year. relatively small school um, that was seeing some declining enrollment, um, but a pretty strong music program uh, as far as, as, you know, comparative to the school size goes, so I was running uh, a junior band, a senior band, choir, vocal classes, um, heading off on field trips, um, music festival performances, all those kinds of things. So the kind of the standard high school music world um, that was part of my picture for a very long time.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some some gold stars your way too because uh, I was one of the fortunate recipients of being able to go on a trip with you.
1: <laughs> That's I also. right.
0: I, guess I also got to work along with you and see your dedication and commitment to student success and just student excitement. And one of the other topics that came up in our convo that I really think speaks volumes to your involvement it, as, as an educator was you spoke time and time again about building, building family and mm-hmm. building it, it, it. The curriculum will get you part way there. Mm-hmm. The, um, the teaching strategies, sure the awesome activities that you do sure but there was always an element of you had to you had to have just you had to have an edge you had to have a a little bit more Mm -hmm. in your Mm -hmm. toolkit Mm -hmm. so shake that out a little bit what was some of the extra crick that you were throwing down just to um kind of build that family connection to music
1: um a lot of yeah and and it's interesting that you you speak back to that because that's going to play sort of A fairly big role in in how I see things moving ahead actually after this new change Um, I run uh, you know like a music council for instance Um, and there's an executive so there's always presidents vice president treasurer secretary we usually do co-presidents so the kids have each other to lean on Um, so there's that so that that little group works to support the bigger group and, and what kind of ideas do people have, how can we help, what can we do, um, all that kind of stuff. So then we would do uh, social activities like uh, host a movie night where the kids show up after school and we watch a movie and have some pizza and play some Pictionary. Um, we would do things like uh, day trips down to the opera the kids would get to do drama workshops in the afternoon, take backstage tours. We go out for a nice dinner. We go and see the opera in the evening. Um, we did activities like going down, going out to see um, recording studios, like Metalworks Studio. Um, what else did we do? We did you know uh, end of year Canada's Wonderland trip, uh, which is a music festival, but you know you play for half an hour on the stage. You get a little bit of a uh, an adjudication that is not competitive; uh, it's just for excellent feedback from a professional, and then of course you hit the rides, <laughs> so yeah. it's all that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: Decompression time. Exactly. Decompression.
1: So it's it's you know it's how to, and then it, all the charitable works that uh, that our kids do. They're involved with uh, raising money for leukemia. They're involved in uh, community community fundraising, whether it be helping uh, at Christmas time or Thanksgiving time with food drives, um, clothing drives, anything along those lines. The music department is always a big uh, supporter of that. Just again, to continue building that sense of being part of the school community, the town community, uh, global community, however we can do it. So that was all a big part of um, uh, building our team in the music department.
0: And and it was I from the outside. Mm-hmm. Our departments didn't didn't. I, there was no real way me being in sort of alt ed and the foods. We didn't have a, we didn't have a clear way for us to overlap. But observing observing your family in the school, it was mm-hmm. and it was it was mm-hmm. understood and it was known and the and the students, um, it was it was clear that there was that the courses were there, that the curriculum was there and the learning was there. I mean, you only had to go to one of your concerts to see that these kids are, they're definitely learning. They, Mm -hmm. they arrive and they perform. Right. Um, but there was an X factor there. Yeah. And, you know, I was always, I was proud of the work that you did. And I know the school was proud of the work that you did. And it's, it's interesting because the, in, I remember way back in the day when I was still working restaurants and one of the bosses, that I worked for one of the owners, he was, um, he was a big proponent of sort of making, making big moves when everything Mm -hmm. is going good. He actually said you have zero, zero momentum to make positive change when you're kind of at the bottom of that, that Valley. Yep. And, and he also said that, um, you know, when you make those changes, put it this way, they said, nobody's going to be surprised when you try to make change when you're at the bottom of the Valley. Everyone's going to say, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, you should. You should totally do it. Um, they're going to be completely supportive <laughs> of your change when yep. stuff's not going all that great. <laughs> but when you're at that top of the curve, it's <clears throat> rare that people that are, are kind of stepping up and saying, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Totally yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so let's let's bring it up to present where okay. we are now, and then we'll rewind the tape again. So. What are you you stepping into September?
1: So in September, I am leaving the classroom as far as being a classroom teacher goes. I'm leaving music, which I'm still getting my own head around. Uh, And I'm stepping into a um, sort of a centralized position called a digital literacy resource teacher. So a DLRT in York Region Board supporting staff now so teaching teachers or supporting staff in their implementation of various technologies or modern learning strategies Um, so supporting staff and administrators and schools as uh, as they move ahead with new ideas and innovative strategies and so on so and I'm supporting about five or six, six schools I think in the west end of our board so that's my new role
0: and I know, I know that, sorry, I'm going to assume <laughs> that I know that at least, at least one person, at least one person, let me, let me do a quick reenactment. <laughs> <clears throat> Why would you do that? <laughs> and I and I don't. <laughs> and I didn't. Was, yeah. was that okay. That was, oh yeah, okay. yeah that's
1: good. That was thank, good. You. thank you, thank you, time,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, yeah. Why would you do that? I mean, yeah. so loaded, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I'd like to tease apart because we we did the the point A. We've done the yeah. point Z. Mm-hmm. What what I think what I think might be a better question is how. Right. How and what. I I know I know for a fact there are educators out there that would love to create change in their portfolio. They would love to apply for a different position within the board. I know that there's other educators that. Um, don't necessarily have the steps or the let's say self-awareness or that let's say that sort of a little bit that motivation you know they want to keep their portfolio because it is a safe portfolio maybe they'd like to try something there's a there's a whole lot of stuff that's rolled up in that so to ask why you would do that I don't know I think when someone asks why Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like they're kind of telling you that they would never do it right but if someone asks you how yeah or what you did, mm-hmm. then you got someone that's curious about process. Yep. So I'm gonna take you back. Let's say let's ro- roll back the tape again. We'll go back to let's say we'll we'll do a time frame here. Let's say February, March, April. Yeah. And how did you? We'll do it this way. What did you notice about yourself that either change was happening, or that it was just it was kind of kind of in the zone like it because it's it's easy that you had a you had a you had a a heavily you had an involved program you had Mm -hmm. one where you were not only delivering curriculum but you were a player in it you were an active member side by side leadership you're sort of playing and enjoying your your role Mm -hmm. how did you notice how (laughs) did you notice that that change was something that you were kind of craving how did you have time to sort of like I, it, you know, it, pay it, heed to that or honor that
1: alright I'll uh, yeah you know what it was um, it's interesting you, you ask about that February March kind of time frame because that I gotta be honest that's about the time at which I thought I really started thinking I I need to I need to make a change for myself I wasn't sure what that change needed to be at that point in time um this was a this as far as a school year goes, this past 2016, 2017 school year, uh was a little more challenging than most. Um, you know, uh, ups and downs here and there and stuff. And by about February, March, um I had the chance to sort of talk this through a little bit more than I have in the past and started realizing that um some of that struggle was becoming annual (laughs) in a sense. And, and although, you know, although this particular year was, like I said, was a little bit more so I started sort of looking back at, um, where I was, you know, the previous year at the same time and the year before that at around the same time, and started sort of thinking about, um, is this where I want to be again next year? And if not, what elements am I going to change to to sort of um, be in a better sort of headspace for myself and for my students that I'm interacting with or with staff, those kinds of things? How drastic a change do I want to make? Do I want to make a small change? But I kind of started feeling like, yes, something needs to change and what is it and how do I do it? And I started looking at, well, what do I enjoy really kind of doing? And I started to realize that I was spending a lot more time um, exploring the digital world and uh, spending a lot more time learning about new tools and things that were out there, getting my Google certification, uh, looking into um, new ways of teaching in my own classroom that might involve digital sorts of stuff. I started realizing that I was becoming more and more the one of the go-to people on our staff when it came for it came time for people who had questions themselves about hey how do I do this how do I do that and I started realizing just how much I enjoyed being able to help my colleagues as much as helping my students um, and so as you know as the months sort of went on I thought well maybe that's a direction I need to look at. Um, and and see how I might ease my way into that. <laughs> that was February, March, April, um, and then you know, as uh, uh, spring comes along and and sunshine returns to Canada. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Canada, it is true. Uh,
1: it really is. It really is. That February was really gray this year. <laughs> Um, so, and, and my music family with my students just was wonderful. Like there was just such a, um, a joy in our own progress as a team in the spring. And it was wonderful and exciting. And you're right. It was kind of the, the, that top of that, that valley, that, that mountain again, um, kind of going back up and and riding the wave all the way to the top. And we had an absolutely wonderful music spring and uh, and all of a sudden, this DLRT position popped up um, in the, the career opportunities. And that word opportunity is kind of frightening, um, you know, do you take it, do you not? And I, you know, I thought, well, I'm in a really good space with my students and this is wonderful. And I'm not going to take it. I'm going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I know it's out there. I know that this is a, a type of contract position that will come around again. I'm not going to go there yet. I'm having a great time. These, you know, this environment is wonderful. Um, but you know, hit a, a couple of bumps in the road that were nothing major, but just enough to sort of, uh, just enough to sort of make me think again. Do I personally need a change uh, in order to be the best version of myself that I can be um, and, and to really go, go for it, in a sense, and, and sort of see where this takes me? And interestingly enough, the DLRT position got posted a second time, and I thought, you know, it's not always this, the case where an opportunity comes back around a second time that quickly. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to jump on this opportunity and, um, and see how it goes. And I knew I had done a lot of work um, on my own time and, and in my own personal learning to sort of get myself to the, the stage at which I could at least feel confident going into an interview. I thought, you know, I'll give it a try. If I don't end up with this position, I'm in a great place with my program and I will enjoy it for you know another however many years and i'll come back to this another time but if i don't at least take the opportunity to give it a shot i might regret that in a month or so just in terms of saying you know why didn't you at least give it a give it a run and uh so i did and here we are (laughs) moving into something totally new
0: i love the um actually i'll back up for a sec um i do you remember colecovision the video think... video game system
1: yeah 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 yeah. Absolutely. you know what
0: I am mm-hmm. I am not feeling any disrespect whatsoever you're like what the hell is that clef? but so <laughs> ColecoVision was like I remember ColecoVision as something that I I saved and I looked at and I sort of gonna, am I going to buy it and then I always had it in my mind and then it, it it sort of it just never it never got out of my head yeah it never got out of my head and it sort of was it, it started as a as a, just a thing of interest Mm-hmm. but I started to realize the fact that I couldn't clear it from my head and it's not we're not talking you know compulsive thinking here but just it yeah. came to mind often as something that you know I would say you know I've saved the money you know what I can take the bus like I had the I, I could go I had the agency to go get it yeah um the, I will tell you um just <laughs> the, the sad end to this is when I actually went to go buy it they were sold out and I had to wait <laughs> So this is not this story. This is my yeah. own learning. Should have bought it. Yeah. I ended up getting it. There was some delay there, but I, I recognized the process of wanting to sort of get that ColecoVision was, um, because I couldn't get it out of my head. Um, mm-hmm. and it's funny at, at some point in there, I accepted the fact that I was, I started with a question. Will I, mm-hmm. will I buy this vision? And then I sort of shifted at some point into in that process to I am going to buy it. I've accepted yeah. the fact that at some point that ColecoVision is going to be on my beside my TV. Mm-hmm. So if I take you back to sort of like March, April, I mean you can pick any, I think mm-hmm. you could almost pick any month in there. Mm-hmm. Where did the where did that sort of almost like that idea of something different clearly take form and you sort of accept it and you're like, you know what? I think I can do this. Cuz I know, I'll say for myself, those are they're very different feelings. Where you're almost yeah. like kind of shopping and then yeah. you're really you're you're ready to go. Do yeah. you do you have a memory of that moment or a couple moments where like I am t- like you feel emboldened. You're like yeah. I'm going to do this. Uh, do you-
1: June. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the that really,
1: closing up shop,
0: ready it to really roll.
1: Really was it was just you're, you're right because I mean the the digital sort of stuff has always been kind of a, a fun fun side learning progress for myself or process for myself something to learn about something to kind of enjoy looking at and learning and yeah there, there's certainly that moment of uh, this is this is who I am and this is the direction I'm going now um and uh yeah, it was probably on, I, I. I would say it was June when that second posting came up. I said, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm gonna. This is this is something I I really I want, I want, and I can I can give it a try. I'm ready for this. <laughs>
0: so, so at that point before June, you had you were basically you're you're kind of in some ways mentally wholeheartedly recommitted to, kind of being back in the music class.
1: Um. <sighs> It's hard to say. I, I, it's hard to say whether wholeheartedly. Um, I think that. Again, I know it's I, like I, when
0: the heart when the heart's wandering, it's kind of right. like.
1: Right. <laughs> I think that that, that seed was still there. Yeah. You know, which kind of is is why that second posting kind of you know kind of triggered as quickly as it did. Um, you know, I, I was looking forward to to kind of um yeah to certainly embracing the program and and heck my school is implementing the international baccalaureate program in the fall so there's a lot of people that that I know are looking at me going are you nuts you know you're walking away from a growing program um but this is uh this is a a really neat opportunity for me (laughs) and I wasn't sure you know if I didn't like I said it, it even going back, you know, making the decision to sort of stay put in, in the music and embrace it and, and have an exciting time next fall, um, there was certainly a part in my my mind that sort of said, but what are you going to change then? <laughs> so if you're not going to take the DLRT job, and that was, like I said, after the decision, after the first time I saw the posting, um, there was still that recognition that I was going to have to make some changes for myself in some way to make the next school year different somehow than previous school years in a very similar environment. And I wasn't really sure how to do that yet at that point. Um, I'd have figured that out, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, But it was recognizing that it was time for change in some way, shape, or form. So when the second posting came around, I thought, you know, I really, this is what I love right now. Um, Let's go for it.
0: So So it almost sounds like it was a bit of a two-stepper. One, accepting that just in general, Mm -hmm. you need to shake things up. It's almost in that that, um, thought frame or almost Mm -hmm. like a thought experiment, anything could have happened. Absolutely. One of the things that just happened to happen was the universe said, hey, Yo, by the way, we're reposting the DLRT thing You're like. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. I think if I you know,
1: if I'd gotten a call from a principal in Hong Kong, and although that may sound far-fetched to some listeners, I did do some summer teachings in Hong Kong. <laughs> if I'd gotten a call from one of those principals and they'd said, Hey, we have a an opportunity for you for a year or so, I probably would have jumped on a plane too.
0: <laughs> so so ready ready for change and ready, then that, that's the
1: thing. It was it was a ready for change moment. It was recognizing that um, I think I'd been too um, too complacent for a while, although I, I had been learning and, and advancing and that kind of stuff. Um, something, yeah, something drastic needed to change. Um, I don't know. I, I, I grew up moving around Ontario. Um, I don't know that I do all that well sitting still, in a sense, for too long. Um, I, I kind of grew up, Embracing new opportunities, whether by choice or or by, you know, by necessity, um, and so now it's it's very much become a part of who I am. Is that every so often there uh, there needs to be a big change? I think for me, um, I don't always know how to make that change happen, but it's definitely something that's part of who I am. So, need opportunity you, you, now.
0: Yeah, I I like I like how you've kind of reframed that concept of change that it's. You know, there's the risk, the risk taker element. Yeah. But but then there's also the kind of open mindset, and I I don't want to be you know too too. There's almost too much cachet around growth mindset. Mm. But at least when you when you accept when you start to accept that um, that you are open to new ways of thinking, Mm -hmm. what follows is new ways of thinking. Yeah. And one of the things that i've tried to pursue in some of the conversations here is looking at you know how do how do educators thrive alongside their students yeah. and often sorry not often enough uh, do i find myself in the conversation about you know what i'm just i'm going to shake out the sheets here and i'm just going to see what kind of you know mm-hmm. we're going to kind of reset and and see what happens here mm-hmm. and it it sounds as if you were right in that space yeah
1: and I think as especially as educators, we focus so much of our energy and our our uh, drive on how do we make everything better and, and more amazing for our students. And I don't know that we give ourselves enough time to examine who or where we are personally and mentally sometimes as individuals. Um, and I... I I think, you know, as we move forward in in the education system, I think we do maybe need to talk a little bit more about uh, educator mental health. We certainly talk a great deal about student mental health and and how we can support our students and so on, Um, but we can't do much of that if we ourselves are not in our healthiest healthiest place place, Whether that's mental or physical or or whatever, and um, and and yeah, are we are we as healthy mentally as we can be if we're not moving forward, um, or if we're not embracing opportunities or change, or even recognizing the need for it in ourselves? Um, so for me, that it, it was also a part of my own uh, mental health um, process. You know, uh, this year was sort of saying okay. Uh, I may need to shake it up drastically <laughs> to sort of uh, to sort of rediscover a little bit more of of myself in order to be able to con- to, to continue giving back to the education system um, in in the best way possible so
0: what's your um What's your sense of the risk in this move? Oh my God! When and and <laughs> and you, and kind of slide it around a little bit, like slide yeah. it around. You know, maybe from the moment that you got the call saying, uh, "Hello, Miss Curvin, we would like to offer you," <laughs> or maybe from the moment that you hit send on you know yep. the digital application. To um, I remember back in the day, I used to ask incoming grade nine students. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of like the student success stuff, mm-hmm. one of the questions i like to ask them when they, were, we had them all clustered uh, sort of in those early welcome to grade nine. It's like, at what point over the summer did you realize um, you're not going back to grade mm-hmm. eight again? Right. And each kid just had amazing stories from, well, you know, today when I walked in the school this morning, as in high school, I realized I'm not going back. Someone would say, as soon as I walked out to the door, sometime it was over the summer, they're eating a sandwich, they look out, they see a bird fly by, a squirrel goes on the fence, they're like, oh, oh I remember Miss Jones, she <laughs> loves squirrels and birds and sandwiches, right? So what's your measurement of risk? And you can sort of put it on a spectrum or just like, it can be snapshots. How does this move look to you in that risk frame?
1: It's it's very interesting. Um, there are there are a lot of people that that know my interest in the digital world, who immediately, you know, upon hearing about my choice, sort of wrote or called or whatever and said, oh my God, this is so amazing for you. And we're so happy for you. But I think for me, the biggest moment of, oh my God, what have I actually done, came when I had to sit down with my principal, my current principal and say, so where do we go now <laughs> for the sake of my program? Uh, and then it was trying to explain it to my students when this has not been on their radar in any shape whatsoever. And we had, like, because I got this job so late in the year, I actually got it on the Wednesday of exams. So my, we had finished school. We had the kids were done, they were all like everybody assumed we would be coming back to status quo next fall. Miss Curvin running the the band and the choir and all that kind of thing. Um and then the whole foundation shifted. <laughs> so, yeah, um that's a, those are sort of the moments where the the big risk kind of um I kind of looked at it and went, "Wow." When I said change, I I guess I meant it. <laughs> Here we go.
0: What did you um what did you keep centered in those moments when you were because it's uh you know there was a it, it this is sometimes the way that, that these positions happen, right? Yeah. Like you could have found out back in March and mm-hmm. then been faced with well do I tell my students right away or right. do I exactly. do I wait till the Wednesday in June during the exams to exactly. tell them right yeah. you know I mean? so what what kind of kept you kept you centered because that can have a high rattle factor to sort of have that possess mm-hmm. that to possess that information
1: yeah um holding on to that that concept of this is important for me and and knowing that I am excited about this next step in my own learning process, in my own path through the education system. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm so enjoying the idea of being able to use what I've learned and what I know and, and what I'm going to learn to help and support others. Um, so hanging on to that in the whirlwind that came after <laughs> was was really crucial, still is crucial uh this week in you know as as kids start to think about getting heading back to school I've already started receiving messages and emails from students uh, with questions about the fall (laughs) and they know I'm not teaching but I'm their go-to um so you know the whirlwind continues so um but uh but was all what was also I think really neat was Having some of my senior students, for example, my 11s and 12s, um, come back and say, we're really sad you're leaving, but you're going to be so great at this. <laughs> you know, we, we recognize that you this is something that you're good at, and you're going to be awesome and amazing and have fun, and I'm so happy for you. So that was kind of, that was a, an option, a way to hang on to as well, was, uh, you know, recognizing that even they saw in me um, some of this, some of this, this interest and, and, um, and being able to sort of show them, it is okay to take risks and jump and, um, and go for it when you need to do that.
0: The, um, just after, just after, I guess, making it public mm-hmm. and i'm sure it happens i mean sorry i'm not sure it ha- it happens in hits and fits right mm-hmm. you sort of there's clusters and then there's there's the email you'll receive you're going to get a phone call like it becomes very quilty and sort of piecemeal as the as the the message makes it out yep but but just that moment of declaring externally that the thing was going to happen what did that do to your headspace did you sort of notice anything about yourself when you were just i'm changing jobs. I'm changing jobs. You know, it's like it changed the <laughs> emphasis on that. Exactly. But just to sort of, just to be able to un- un-vault that, mm-hmm. did, did you notice anything about your sort of headspace or peace of yeah. mind or, or, you know, just your, your, your yeah. mental wellness to be able to talk about it? What did you notice coming out of it?
1: Um, there's, uh, there's a new excitement in my own mind. Um, there, I hesitate to be cliché, but there was definitely a lightness to this feeling of, okay, I am making change and I clearly needed it because I feel good about this. And I'm looking forward to this. And I know that there are going to be major bumps in the transition period. Um, and, you know, helping support whoever comes in to, to maintain my, my previous program and all that kind of thing. Um, but I'm, I'm okay here. <laughs> um, it, it definitely, it, it, it felt good when I sort of, I, I definitely did a little bit of a happy dance <laughs> in my apartment, uh, when I got off the phone with, um, with the principal that, uh, that offered the position, um.
0: So it was yeah it's exciting, so you you kind of mentioned that transition, mm-hmm. that transition out out of program mm-hmm. um you know what do your thoughts look like now, as opposed to let's say at june in June, as you're sort of you know you're yeah. putting away the 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 tuba sanitizer, and you're sort of. <laughs> closing time yeah, yeah. Do, do, do. right it's that like, <laughs> yeah. we can get we can and and I'm not intentionally trying to make it weepy no. but we have these moments these oh. moments of they really are these moments of clarity yep. where you know and mm-hmm. you don't have to I mean sometimes we have people around us but the world really does slow for a moment and yep. you realize this is this is the moment of change yep. and and I'm about to walk through it yep. um did you honor? Did you honor that sort of? What was it look like? Sort of um, that honoring your transition out. Was there celebrations? Was there, you know, how, how did you leave? Were, you <laughs> did know, you leave? Did you leave well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there were there were a couple of pieces to that. Um, first, it was interesting. I I kind of had to put my own celebration aside at early on because my students were panicking. My music students, um, I got, uh, I, once I, when I sent the, the email to the, my student community, um, through parents and then through students as well, I used Google classroom because I didn't have them in class anymore. I, I, you know, I I felt horrible having to do it by email, but I said, you know, we have exam review day coming up next week. Please come in and and we'll have a little bit of celebration. And so I had to send that email, and I immediately got back just such panic and such fear and such shock that, you know, I I needed to put my own celebrations and my excitement aside for a bit to support students who were not ready for that transition that I perhaps was ready for. So there was a little bit of that. Um, And then exam review day came along, and I had invited my music council students to come in. And I said, anybody that is interested in being on Music Council next year, why don't you guys come in and and why don't we sit down and plan next year and and the kinds of things that you would like to see continue and, and all that sort of stuff and look at how you as the music leaders here in the school and in the program, how do you make sure that the good work that we have done here can continue? And it was wonderful and exciting to sit down with them and listen to them decide what was important to them that they wanted to continue and what was so wonderful. And again, we go back to kind of that, that sense of family. Um, as we made our list of, okay, what things absolutely need to stay in place <laughs> that we've built? What do you, what do you, how it has to stay? Um, the first things that they mentioned were the things that helped the grade nines, transition into the program and the pieces that are the charitable works that our music department has been doing over the last few years. So they, you know, they love the social things and all that kind of thing, but the first things that they went to, the first things that jumped to mind were the things that were going to help the grade nines and welcome them and make them feel part of our family and the things that, um, that gave back, that they could, they could take pride in, in sharing, their abilities and their generosity and compassion. And that, at that point, I sort of, (laughs) I stepped back and sort of went, they'll be just fine. They'll be fine. We've built a strong enough family and a strong enough foundation that they will be fine. And, uh, then I could be sad for leaving, but happy for, um, for, again, what we had built and what was going to continue because of the nature of these students um, and the nature of the, the department that we'd built. And, uh, and then I spent a little bit of July cleaning my classroom and reorganizing and getting it ready for somebody new. And on the last day that I sort of took my last load of personal stuff out to the car, definitely sort of stood in the middle of my music room and, and looked around and thought, Okay. This is uh yeah, this is this is the last of it. <laughs> and moving on somewhere new.
0: Powerful moments, eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They really are. Very yeah.
0: powerful yeah, the, moments. Uh, the
1: music council meeting was heartwarming and heartbreaking and just um, such a such a time to be so very proud of the students that I had the opportunity to work with.
0: So the the sort of the, the move into the into the new the new position. Yep. Um as you're leaving at in the same way that I said, you know, you sort of back in February March you couldn't get out of your head that that change. Okay, I just can't change what am I going to change? But you had that sense like you were ready. Yep. Um you've it sounds as if you you've accepted now that you're changing to the new position. Mm-hmm have you accepted in your mind that you are the new position?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Which is an, it's, I, it's, it's, I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. overly cerebral here, yep. but it's, it, the, the, each, each piece becomes kind of like another chess move yep. towards the, you know, the, the next version of you. Mm-hmm. And often, you know, we started this, a little bit by talking about the why you would do this. I think <laughs> yeah. is this is this is what we've talked about now for like 40 minutes is is the how. Yeah. It, it really is the how and I think in order to honor a transition between jobs, I I would say, you know, we're talking about education, but even um you know, we won't even have the time necessarily to get to. There'll be for uh, episode 2.0 on this, <laughs> but you know, the sort of the implications in in personal life too, right? Because when you do this, it's it's it would be it would be naive of me to somehow think that all of this sort of feels happened just within the classroom. Right. You're sort of the conversation happens again and again. And sometimes as we tell the story of our change, yep. we become, you know, we become the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you've become at least you've you've sort of stepped into the next version of you? Or is it sort of you kind of need to be you need to be in September. You need to be next nope. Tuesday or Wednesday. You're there. I'm there. there.
1: Um, it was. It was even uh, last week at uh, one of the EdTech conferences. Um, I was not a music teacher that at this particular event. I was. I was a digital literacy person, <laughs> um, digital resource teacher, and so it was. Uh, it was exciting. Um, and I've already started getting emails um, from staff <laughs> that are in my new schools that uh, that need some help. And um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I am that I'm I don't introduce myself now as a music teacher necessarily. I introduce myself as a DLRT. Um, so it's it, yeah, it's that that is who I'm going to be for the next little while.
0: So. That's pretty cool.
1: It is.
0: (laughs) What is it that you did? What was it that you did at that conference? You had mentioned before before we hit record, what would you get a chance to do?
1: Um, So I I went to the EdTech conference um, kind of on behalf of a a company called Soundtrap. And Soundtrap is um, a new um, music startup, music software kind of uh, startup, um, similar to GarageBand, but not platform-based. Um, GarageBand is is certainly Apple's um, priority or their their music software. SoundTrap is more globalized and it's online and it's collaborative and it's exciting. And I've been using it in my classrooms. And so I sort of emailed them uh, and we've been back and forth about some other activities and stuff here and there. And emailed them and said, hey, do you have anybody... That's going to be at this conference uh and they said no we don't uh would you like to present and i said sure so i went uh to present information about how to use soundtrap in the classroom because that's what i've been doing (laughs) so um but it was also you know i wasn't doing it just from a music teacher's perspective i was sort of looking at well here's how you could use it if you wanted to podcast Or here's how you could use it if you were in a primary class and wanted to have kids add a soundtrack to uh, a storybook or something. So, you know, um, all kinds of, you know, those, again, thinking outside of my music box now and looking at how would other teachers want to use a tool um, if, uh, if they have the opportunity. So that was what I went there for. And to take all kinds of workshops myself.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, that's yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to the Peel EdTech in yes. September, Excellent. so I'm looking forward to, uh, to I mean, yeah. It's it's like hunter hunter gathering foraging. Yeah, bring stuff back.
1: Maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe I'll present there too. I'm
0: gonna try cool and go. it. Yeah. What um, what do you in with you from your music background? Oh. We've been talking a lot about sort of transitioning, mm-hmm. but I always like to think of you know becoming something new is in addition to what you are yep. previously. So, what are you going to be stealing from your musical past into this new port por, portfolio? Uh, or sneak <laughs> le- let's say sne- sneaking in? What are yeah. you going to be sneaking in there just to sort of keep that connection?
1: I am going to be I'm going to be um encouraging the um the use of the arts in uh as as teachers look at alternative and exciting and innovative ways to do things um that connection to the arts can be so powerful and um bringing with me that collaborative um sort of environment that I that I have always worked in and that sense of hey let's see what we can do together as a team let's see how we can help each other move forward uh let's not be shy about trying something new uh let's just go for it and uh and bringing all that sort of thing with me um i think and and again that sense of or that awareness of the importance of the arts in learning and uh and and making connections and um bringing in the the experiential learning um that is so very important for for young people today so
0: that's awesome Hmm. definitely awesome (laughs) i got one more one more question for you sure just as, as a, I guess a little bit, of, a little bit of a wrap up. Yeah. So, um, what is it? I kind of said the, the, how, how, mm-hmm. how did you do that mm-hmm. for me in the least is a, is a farm. It's a far more powerful question to sort of shape out a little bit, yeah. uh, instead of the why, but you know, if someone, if someone did ask that, how, how did you do it? How did you make that change? What would you sort of um what would you kind of like pull out of your experience this experience of transition what what were you know one or two of the kind of key things that kind of kind of kept you moving forward or kept it kept it manageable or kept it yeah um yep. realistic. <laughs> yeah or yeah even yeah. that kept it realistic yeah in the
1: sense of it you can react you can really achieve these things
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. someone says you know jocelyn like how did you do that how did you mm-hmm. go how did you get out of because in some ways i think it's how did you get out of the classroom yep. and get to this entirely different school of a job like you're in a different location altogether what would yep. you what would you kind of throw in there to to get them a little give them a little bit of a positive pants kicking
1: sure you know what there's a, there's a few things i would definitely say we're, we're part of the picture um Wow. Number one, exploring my own interests, like really making time to, to do that, to sort of say, I'm, I'm going to spend half an hour maybe watching a tutorial or I'm going to participate in a Twitter chat once a week if I can. You know, if I can't make it into the Twitter chat, I'll look at the transcripts later on. Um, mm-hmm. But taking that opportunity to explore my own learning interests was the biggest piece to starting the ball rolling. The second sort of thing was starting to make connections and finding people who would continue to help me learn. So the current DLRTs in York Region have been a huge source of support and encouragement uh, for me on my learning journey and, um, and have really been inspiring. So uh, making those connections and finding people, finding people that, that actually, yes, that inspire you to sort of say, you know what, I can do that. That's, that's kind of cool. And then, you know, being brave enough to sort of say, how did you get there? What do I need to do if I'm interested in that path? And having those conversations. So that networking piece and that, uh, that personal side of things where you you actually start to make personal connections and reach out is a big part of it and then just being open to opportunities even if it seems like the strangest time to make it happen (laughs) um it might just be the right time to make it happen regardless of how it seems so those are kind of the three pieces i think that that pursuing your own interests making making time for it however you manage to do that finding other people who are already involved and can be supportive and inspiring and uh, keeping an eye out for any of those opportunities to uh to make something new happen
0: i love the story hey i I can see the banner you know you too can do this (laughs) Right
1: right, you know it no it's, it's, like it, I, it's I'm going in such a shockingly different direction in some ways than i have been I've been a music teacher for eighteen years, um, but this is yeah this is in some ways shockingly different in other ways, um, not surprising at all, knowing how quickly I, I sort of change paths and enjoy learning something new. This just happens to be the newest stuff I want to learn about. This is the way for me to do it.
0: Um, if someone wanted to reach out to you talk further they wanted to sort of hash it out they wanted to ask but why why did you know but hopefully hopefully the pursuit now is how yeah how, you know some of the minutiae of it yeah. um, where would you like to be found for any other conversations that come from this
1: um, I am easily found on Twitter uh, my hashtag on Twitter is at jcurves j-k-e-r-v-s which was a new uh, a nickname students gave me Uh, a long time ago was was curves (laughs) so the j curves has stayed so if you're ever looking for me that's usually where i am found is the easiest place to look me up
0: is on twitter so i love it you're taking your roots with you it's it's, it's pretty sweet
1: absolutely jocelyn
0: thanks for hashing this out with me i really appreciate you coming back on the podcast
1: Thanks, Chris. I'm glad to be back. It's uh, it's interesting to have this second round of conversation where, yeah, things have completely changed since the first. I was going to say it's
0: so different. And it was yeah, because so
1: not on the radar last time. So uh, no, yeah.
0: it's there's a beauty to it, and I and I'm That's totally it. with you. It it I, I think I mentioned to you before. We talked a little on text. It makes sense. I don't I don't see I don't see any bump in the road. I see an evolution here. So. It's a, it, 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 it looks, it's the, it's the right move. It's the right all move. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Let's we'll talk soon. I'm sure we we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll connect into the, uh, you know, either in the digital hallways or at some conference. Like I said, I'll be at that peel. I'm at, all are right. you going to, you'll probably be at EdTech as well.
1: Yep. EdTech and, and, and all those kinds of things.
0: So cool. Yo, I look forward to uh, right. coming and throwing the big hug on you.
1: All right, we will catch up for sure.
0: Okay, enjoy the last few days and definitely enjoy uh, next week when you get into the office. Thanks. Cool, take care.
1: All right, you too.
0: Chasing Squirrels podcast can be found on Podbean and iTunes. If you want to have a conversation on the podcast, please reach out to me. Probably the best way to connect with me is on Twitter. So that would be at Chris J. Clough. I also blog a little bit on WordPress. Feel free to check in on some of those topics. And I really do appreciate the time you spent with the podcast. Thank you for listening, and have a fantastic evening.